lyrics of the lost. Hello and welcome back for episode 12. That's a dozen smooth pop songs we've covered now, and if smooth radio is as repetitive as it seems, there can't be too many more titles left in the playlist for us to cover. Surely, Dave, we must be near the end. I don't think it will ever end, Peter. No? No. I think this is, this is it the rest of our lives now. This is what we've got to look forward to for the rest of our lives. Yeah, well, I mean, they did put out a, a feel-good 500 list, which suggests that there could be as many as 500 smooth songs or, or, or perhaps even more. And did it make you feel good? Well, it's a bit of a to-do list, I'm afraid. It's a bit foreboding. But try not to let it get me down. We just try and concentrate on um, taking one chunk at a time. Just one song at a time. We don't have to look at the whole mountain. Well, since you brought up running out of songs, hmm. I do feel like we should acknowledge that today is um, Australia, not Australia Day, it's Anzac Day. Yes, it is. I don't... It doesn't feel right to say Happy Anzac Day, but it did no. did remind me that I don't think we've ever covered any Australian songs. Ooh. Surely there are some smooth Australian songs we could cover. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to try and take us into Australian war songs or something. But, well, um... that was the other thing. Perhaps we should acknowledge Anzac Day by singing a few verses from Kaysan, but um Ah. Well, how about... How about we just acknowledge uh, the uh, the many uh, Smith songs that have fallen um, already under our coverage? There's been well, there'll be twelve now. Not only did they fall on their own, um, we've we've stamped on them a bit. So I feel know, like here's to them. I feel like there should be some acknowledgement of our sacrifices. Well, yes, it's <laughs> not easy for us either. No, everybody suffers. <laughs> um. But for now, our mission continues, and listeners know we don't waste any time. This is a big one, lots to get through. Episode 12 is this. I've Never Been To Me by Charlene in 1977, when it instantly flopped. But then it was re-released in 1982, and somehow the time was then right for it to become a hit. It's uh, quite the fairy tale story for this song, and for Charlene herself. When the song flopped initially, Charlene quickly felt dejected and disillusioned by the industry, and so she married a British guy and moved to London, which is generally what people do when they're depressed. So th there she was. Uh, five years later, making ends meet by working in a sweet shop. Uh, and uh, for our American listeners, uh, that's not a sweatshop, that's a sweet shop, which is like a candy store. Um, unle unless the sweet shop is run very hard and with an iron fist under terrible conditions, and then it could be both a sweatshop and a sweet shop. Or the air conditioning's broken. Yes, if the air conditioning broke, well, you don't want that, no. Well, some of the lollies might melt. But it would be a sickly, sticky mess, much like this song. Oh, very good. Thanks. Very good. And meanwhile, uh, while she was there in, in London, in the sweet shop, uh, back in the USA, a Florida DJ who liked the song uh, started playing it again in 1982, and it suddenly caught fire, leading the company, the record company, Motown, to re-sign Charlene to their label, so they could relaunch it as a hit with a new music video featuring Charlene wandering about a mansion and looking wistful in the actual wedding dress that she wore to her actual depression wedding. So everything turned into a bit of a happy ending there for a while. It is, but I don't think it was a fairy tale ending because as far as I know, that was the only hit record she ever had. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, the the story of Charlene could be um, could be described as the rise and fall and rise and fall of of Charlene. Yeah, although she sort of failed failed to rise the first time, so it was like the not rising, falling, then rising, maybe, and then falling. It's kind of the the audience didn't realise she had risen. <laughs> it, took the, <laughs> it was a private the rising. audience. 
took some time for the audience to rise to meet her, sadly. I, I guess this song was ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, that's right. It's futuristic. Yep. Amazing. Um, and the song itself. So the lyrics comprise a plea from one woman to another woman, sharing womanly wisdom of a life led by a woman. And this womanly tale, of course, could only be written by two men, which is something we've come to expect from the songs we've covered so far. Uh, Mr. Ron Miller and Kenneth Hirsch. Ron and Ken know what the ladies need to hear, so I hope any ladies listening are listening closely. So, uh, as the song begins, we have Charlene playing a glamorous woman of the world, and she's singing directly to a lady in her audience, uh, but she seems to be having trouble getting her attention, so she's singing... Hey lady, you lady. And she has to then get more specific, it seems. Um, she starts to sing uh, along the lines of, You there, the miserable, discontented mother, the boring, overly organised wife there. Yeah, you, the one cursing at your life. Yes, you. Now shut up for a minute so I can sing about me. Yeah, and she just immediately starts boasting, albeit sadly, it's the uh, humble brag as we know it today. Ooh, I've been to Georgia and California. Oh, I've been to Georgia and California. Yes. Do people boast about having been to Georgia? Well, I think that's a pretty weak start, to be honest. Um, yeah. Doesn't seem very glamorous, Georgia. It's literally where Deliverance was set and filmed. Well, she's been to Georgia and California, so she's been to one state on the southeast coast of the USA and one state on the southwest coast. Mm. Um, I did check it out, and uh, for listeners in the United States, if you're interested in recreating the journey of uh, Charlene, CheapFlights.com has <laughs> flights from Georgia to California for as little as $69 US. Oh, direct. Yep. So you can go to California and go to Georgia. But it's not even a terribly good rhyme. Uh, They're trying to rhyme. To Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, California. It's, you've got the nye. Oh, yeah, then, that's very weak. Yeah, I've got a few suggestions of better lines. You could try, Oh yeah. I've been to Alaska and also Nebraska. Nice. It's yes. more exciting. Um, you've got very close together. cold and sort of deserty. I've been to Louisiana and Montana. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been to Arizona and Idaho. No. Idahona. Idahona. <laughs> Did uh, you just make up that uh, state? It's poetry. Right. Yeah, po poetic license. I've been to North Dakota and also South Dakota. That works. <laughs> That's a very lazy rhyme. It is. That one. Yeah, I know. Well, what about I've been to Kentucky where I got lucky? Ah. Oh, I think that yeah, fits the theme there's of the poetry. Song. Yeah. Or I've been to Florida. <laughs> it was pretty horrid. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, it's uh, by reputation, yes. Florida's uh, mm -hmm. it's very suspect. And yeah. Georgia's, I think, shares a border. Uh, it's down that way, so... Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. It's hillbilly country. Yeah. So far, we've been to... We've just been to Georgia and, and California. Yep. And then, uh, and then we have... Took the hand of a preacher man And we made love in the sun took the hand of a preacher man and we made love in the sun. Yeah. And again, I'd like to say having sex with a religious person, not very glamorous sounding, especially if you're just using his hand. Um, <laughs> it's, it's unclear if she means took the hand is in removed the hand from the preacher before having <laughs> sex with it. Um, that, that would certainly be um, adventurous, but still probably far from glamorous. Um, yes. Yeah. On the other hand, I wonder whether the preacher man was under the influence of alcohol and prescription anti-anxiety medication when this happened. Oh, you, you distracted me then by just saying on the other hand. And now I'm thinking, oh, what's she, what's she done with the other hand? <laughs> what, what, what was that about prescription medication? Why was he on that? 
Oh, I was trying to subtly allude to uh, Brian Houston. Uh, and uh, Oh. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're yeah. making... Oh, geez. Careful there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have, um, we have they, our own shameful preacher and, tales. And now you've made me make it unsubtle. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I can edit it out for legal <laughs> legal safety. Um, next we have... But I ran out of places and friendly faces because I had to be free. I ran out of places and friendly faces because I had to be free. Ran out of places. She's only been to Georgia and California so far. Well, no, she's also been to a non-existent place. She's been to the Isle of Greece. Oh, well, we haven't got there yet. That's that's still a bit further on. But yeah, the the Isle of Greece. I've I've been to Nice and the Isle of Greece, and yeah, Greece is more of a. Um, uh, uh, it's a peninsula. A peninsula. Yes, <laughs> there are several islands. Um, yes, uh, but none of them thousands, are I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So and. Yes, I did look it up, uh, <laughs> or I probably would have not known any better than she does. But uh, yeah, I, I did suspect that Greece wasn't just an island. Um, yeah, so it's a bit sad. Based on that, I just wonder whether she's making all this shit up. I mean, has she even been to Georgia and California? Yeah, possibly. Just a fantasist. Um, but we shall see. Time shall tell. Yeah, so she must mean... Um, Instead of ran out of places, she she might might have meant she she ran away from these places, uh, and this indicates that the police might already be on her trail after the amputation of the preacher's hand, um, because I had to be free. Exactly, she doesn't want to go to jail. That's fair enough. So that that could be where we're headed. This could be a a dark criminal. Could be, but are we are we victim blaming here? I mean. To severed hand aside, the 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 preacher man, I I think he's in a position of power, and she's presumably... yeah he might have had it coming, sure. Well, uh, yeah, I'm... she's presumably quite a young woman. Did she lead him astray, or was it you know an abuse of his power? What were the consequences yeah. for him? You know, um, what happened to their relationship? Did he, like the hot priest in Fleabag, choose his faith <laughs> over the love of a woman? Um, you know, was he just mm. quietly moved to a different parish where nobody was aware of his uh, behaviour? Um, oh, did she get paid to yeah. keep quiet about it? I mean, the, yeah, the, well, the the severed hand puts a different angle on it to what I was thinking, but yeah. But um, but boom, we're straight into the uh, title punchline now. I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me, which is... Uh, the mysterious conundrum at the centre of this. We know she's only been to the, the two places up to this first mention of being to paradise. So paradise, uh, I take it, is either Georgia or California. And I've checked, and there is a town called Paradise in Butt County, California. <laughs> Good old Butt County. <laughs> it doesn't sound glamorous again, does it? <laughs> um, and the town's former name was... Poverty Ridge, so yeah, not very, not very glamorous. That's some extensive rebranding there. Yeah, and if it is a ridge, it might be um, rimming, but county. So that's oh. not very very glamorous sounding either. Uh, you saw where I was going there. Mm. <laughs> yes, I did have an alternative thought about that. The whole paradise thing, right? Um, well, in several religions, paradise is really heaven. So, True. has she been to heaven? Is she dead? Mm. Did she get? And she's come back. Yes, she's come back as a ghost who's now in some kind of purgatory, um, cursed to re- relive her shallow, if probably quite fun, life by singing this song to bored housewives. Gosh, is she is she trying to actually make contact with uh, some housewife that's actually in her house? And maybe she's like um, Nicole Kidman and the others, and she doesn't realize she's a ghost. And she's just uh, trying to get this. She's trying to, hey, lady, you lady, what? And, and this woman can't see or hear her. Wow, that's quite um, poignant. That's way sadder than the actual song. Yeah. 
well, you wouldn't have to change the, the video clip much. She, she could still be in the flouncing around in a white wedding dress and uh, around a mansion. And um, yeah, you just need some people around pretending not to see her. Mm, perfect. Mm. And uh, so after I've been, to, I've been to paradise, there's the, uh, we've got to tackle the elephant in the room, um, which is, but I've never been to me. Now, that's me. Like a person can apparently also be a place, a destination. Um, it's possible, I think, Charlene could be an island. Because uh, there's that famous quote by English poet John Donne, no man is an island. And that clearly infers the existence of a woman that's an island. And that might be Charlene. So how does that work? How did, how did the island of Charlene get to Georgia and California? There's, there's some logistical uh, well, issues there. I, mm, I yeah. Well, uh, she takes she sometimes takes the form of an island, like if it's a full moon, maybe I don't know. Oh, um, wow. And then, and then at other times she's she's just the person uh, being a person and not not a place. Uh, that that could be how it works. I'm not exactly sure. I haven't really thought it through. But yeah. yeah, it's an odd destination, and there's a there's another odd destination later in the song where she says, "I've been to crying for unborn children." I've been to crying for unborn children. Wow! So is that an island? <laughs> an island called crying for unborn children. <laughs> well, doesn't sound like a holiday destination. No, no, <laughs> doesn't sound like a good time. Um, well, so, so what I've deduced is that this is just Georgia hillbilly talk and they just add the word to uh, at several unnecessary places uh, in sentences. So, um, so what it should be is I've never been me and the other should be I've been crying for unborn children. I tells you, I've been to scratching my head at this nonsense and I, I've been to crying at the diabetes that been to take my foot. There. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that. That's uncanny. That's authentic hillbilly talk I just did. Wow. Makes more sense if you take the two out, but... Uh, All that needed was a banjo. That's right. That's right. Uh, so into, into the next verse now, and we see that all of this hillbilly talk is not going down well with her audience because now she's, uh, she's pleading... Please, lady, please, lady... Don't just walk away. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm sure this lady, uh, she's trying not to make eye contact with Charlene and uh, she's just backing slowly out of the room. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, pretty quickly, uh, Charlene's just boasting of her travels again. And this is where we've got... I've been to Nice and the Isle of Greece while I sipped champagne on a yacht. I've been to Nice and the Isle of Greece. Yes, and uh, uh, again, maybe she has uh, been to me. If, as mentioned previously, Charlene is a woman as well as an island, she might have been to me, but confused it with Greece, which is which is not an island. So she she was at an island that she thought was Greece, and it was actually herself. Then she has actually been to herself. She's been to me. So um, you know, the whole song could be a lie. She has been to her. She's been to me, which is. Her the island, uh, and not Greece the island that's not an island but has many islands. Are we clear? Yes. 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 yes I'm, quite clear. I'm clear. Yeah. The whole I've never been to me thing. You know, I, I, I actually think, you know, based on what she's singing in this song, I argue that she probably has been to her. I think she's lived a pretty, you know, pretty enjoyable life and done some unusual things. You know, she's been undressed by more than one king. How many people can say that? Um, mm. So, I, yeah, well, I, I, th I think yep. she has been to her, but she didn't like what she found there. Um, and, <laughs> and she moved on. Yeah, she 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 probably regrets the way she lived her life, um, but I don't see why she needs to bring this other woman into it. Um, I was discussing this with my son, Jamie, and uh, he said, well, this sounds more like a, you know, more of a her problem. So, you know, it's more the problem of Charlene than the woman mm. she's singing to. Um, it's a bit preachy, isn't it? Like It's, uh... it's preachy, it's patronising, it's condescending. 
Um, she's led, led one life and she feels now that she's got it wrong, but she hasn't led the other life to know. Well, she claims to have lived a million lives. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, golly. That brings us back again to I've been to paradise. Yep. Meaning she's died and then come back to tell well, may- people about it. Well, maybe she's reincarnated. Maybe she's died. Exactly. She's Her curse is to keep living this enjoyable life of sipping champagne on yachts and shagging priests. And she just yeah. has to keep coming back, doing it again. And our curse is to have to hear about it. Again and again and again. Even if we try to walk away. <laughs> yeah. See, this housewife, right? Hmm. I'm more. I'm interested in this housewife. Who is she? Well, okay. It sounds like she's an unhappy, bored housewife. It sounds like the housewife hasn't been to her. You know, maybe she hasn't been to Charlene. <laughs> well, unfortunately, Charlene's come to her. But maybe, maybe the housewife hasn't been to herself. You know, maybe her hmm. true nature is sipping champagne on yachts and getting undressed well, by yeah. kings. You know, that's why I, she's unhappy. Exactly. So maybe they're just living the wrong lives. Yeah, they really need to do some life swapping somehow. Yep. One of those, maybe there's those oddball comedy movies where people um, uh, get electrocuted and they swap uh, bodies. Uh, yep, or yeah, Freaky Friday or just... Exactly, know, Freaky yeah, Friday. Freaky Friday. Yeah, so, okay, so we've uh, we've been to Greece now. That's nice. Um, and, uh, and she's off again now. Um, I moved like Harlow in Monte Carlo and showed them I moved like Harlow in Monte Carlo. Now, Jean Harlow, the actress, was not a good mover. MGM hired dancing doubles for her in in any wide shots. But Harlow does rhyme nicely with Carlo, so fine, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and and as far as I'm aware, Jean Harlow has no connection whatsoever with Monte Carlo. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't think to check that. Couldn't find any uh, any stories of, of her travelling to Monte Carlo? N- no, not Attending at all. the Formula One or something? N- no. Uh, so moving like Harlow suggests she danced badly, yes? Yes, that's it. Did she gavotte? Well, she could have done any ba- any dance poorly in a Jean Harlow way. That's true. Um, doesn't have to be gavotting. No. <laughs> and then showed them what I've got. Yeah. Moved like Harlow in Monte Carlo and showed them what I've got. And that sounds a bit more like Jean Harlow, who was an actress before any movie censorship codes were brought in and so showed a lot of what she's got uh, yeah. for the time. Yeah. Well, that's right. So I, I figured she was either showing them her progressive views about sex and relationships or her tits, one or the other. <laughs> yes, one or the other. <laughs> um, yes, we haven't gotten up to the subtle whoring yet, but they might, have, they might, <laughs> might come into that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the next line is. Uh, I've been undressed by kings, and I've seen some things that a woman ain't supposed to see. I've been undressed by kings, um, and that sounds like uh, she might have been to Jeffrey Epstein's uh, sex island, perhaps, or uh, she might be confused again. She might have actually been given a dressing down by kings mm-hmm. who were appalled appalled by her ungainly Jean Harlow-esque dance moves. Yeah, see, I took this a little bit more literally, and the whole undressed by kings, and I've seen some things that a woman ain't supposed to see. If, if the king was undressing, she might have seen something that she wasn't supposed to see. Well, that's great. She, she could have seen the king's ass. But hmm. So, as I was saying, I took the being undressed by kings quite literally, and the question I was asking is, if she's been undressed by more than one kings, how many kings has she been undressed by and which ones? Mm. So I I did do a little bit of research. Uh, I like a research project. Sure. Um, so I've had to make a few assumptions. Uh, so the song was first recorded in 1976. Yep. So she needed some time before 1976 to allow for meeting and getting to know and getting undressed by these kings. So and who were the who were the kings reigning in that period? This is my question. So between nineteen say nineteen sixty and when the song was recorded, uh, during Fair that enough. period, twelve countries had ruling monarchs that used the title of king. So some Saudis, I guess. Well, see, some of these countries don't use the title king; they call them crown princes or sultans uh, or emirs. So I've counted them out. Okay. Uh, yep. So twelve countries with ruling kings. Uh, one country had two kings during that period. So 
if we oh. include that as a possibility of a father-son combo that uh, oh both removed her clothes. So, yikes! She really did get around. Um, yeah. So yeah, things that a woman ain't supposed to see. Yeah, she she doesn't say what those things are. But then I guess if a if a woman ain't supposed to see them, she's they're certainly not supposed to talk about them. Um, but if I if I had to guess, I'd say um, dick pics. Women women aren't supposed to see those really, or at least they they shouldn't have to. Um, well, the intention of the dick pic is specifically for a woman to see them. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But I, I mean, they're supposed to from from the from the point of view of the man who's, who's sending <laughs> yes. it. But from the yes. from the sense of the from the wider community, um, <laughs> uh, we generally like to think women aren't supposed to see those. Um, yeah. Dick pics from a king. Yeah. Well. Sure, kings would certainly have access, even in 1976, to you know private uh, photo labs, probably. Because um, yes, it would have been much harder in 1976. That's what she said. There were Xerox machines. Hey. Oh, in 1976, yeah, I guess. Sure, there were. Yeah, yeah, it'd be that thermal paper, so it would, you know, he he could photocopy his genitals, send them to her, but they would eventually fade away. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it'd be things that a woman is supposed to see, but only for a limited time, like Snapchat. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> a primitive form of Snapchat. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah, but for the rest of us, uh, us regular folk, um, yeah, well, we, we, we had to take the dick pic and we had to drop the film down to the chemist for processing. Uh, and then weeks later, you had to you have to look at the staff member in the eye when you pick them up. Then you had to get an envelope and a stamp. It was a ridiculous amount of effort in um, sending dick pics in 1976. Crazy. Yeah, Crazy. kids today, they don't know they're alive. <laughs> They've got it so good. Yeah. Uh, I was also thinking about things a woman ain't supposed to see. Um, men's urinals, not really supposed to see those. Uh, especially those older ones with a, a black rope you had to pull to get it to flush. And then you notice that the, the top of the rope is almost white where it connects to the cistern and the rope is only black beneath because there's been a million men who've had to pull it with their filthy penis hands uh, and then it's turned black. Um, women ain't supposed to see that. When I said penis hands, uh, I was not referring <laughs> not referring to the, the, the porn video parody of Edward Scissorhands that you would sometimes see and stop to smirk at in those ye olde video stores. A woman um, is not supposed to see that. Nobody, I dare say, should have to see Edward penis hands. Uh, another thing for women not to see in men's urinals uh, is the, the little balls of snot that have been flicked onto the tiled wall above the urinal. We men spend quite a bit of time standing and staring at a tiled wall in front of us. And sometimes uh, you get quite worried as, as some of the snot balls have blood. And those are the wounded snot balls. And you, and you realise that a previous guy has obviously dug way too deep in the nostril or he has a, a sharp bit of fingernail and he's, he's done himself an injury. It's, uh, it's very concerning. Um, but nose picking is a dangerous game. So be careful, everyone. Um, and it's a dangerous game that women ain't supposed to see. Urinals or not, I would say women ain't supposed to see you flicking blood-covered snot. Yeah. Yeah. That is what I don't know if that goes on in uh, women's toilets. Well, men men ain't supposed to see that. Well, I was looking online, um, and there's a, a few more things women ain't supposed to see. Um, Lord Kartikeya Temple in India, um, the lord of that temple apparently curses women who enter the temple instead of blessing them. As a result, women are banned from entering the temple. Uh, women also not allowed in India's. Sabaramala temple because the deity of that temple is celibate and so obviously can't control himself I guess uh, so women now, wait, are not allowed in when you say cursed what form does this curse take ah the first one um it didn't say but curses are generally bad things well I'm wondering if she's <laughs> cursed to walk the earth and tell her story all oh, right so if this is something she's seen that she's not supposed to see this is the whole reason for the song She's cursed. Maybe maybe she's uh, been cursed to become an undead spirit in purgatory, mm. either being reincarnated, 
she's been around a lot. She could have been to India. And it didn't make it into the song, but um, she might have no. been sipping at her champagne and just um, staggering around India mm. and wandered into some temple she shouldn't have. Well, it's true. I mean, she didn't specifically mention the king of Lesotho either, but um, she could well have been undressed by him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or possibly two kings of Bhutan. Yes, that's very disturbing. Yeah. That's, I'm getting quite a mental image there. Thanks. That's all right. I mean, but it, it, it's also not clear whether it was both at the same time. Oh, yeah. The father could have later said, I had a pretty good time with her. You should, um, you should give that a go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they set up a, a separate date yeah. for some subtle whoring. Exactly. I've got this subtle whore. Why don't you give her a go? <laughs> She's not too subtle. <laughs> She's <laughs> subtle, but she, she will take her clothes off. Yeah, it wouldn't be very subtle if, if Charlene actually has a business card that says Charlene Subtle Whore. <laughs> that's, that's ostentatious whoring. But further places, um, women ain't supposed to see. Uh, the Burning Tree Golf Club in the United States. Uh, it's still men only. No women allowed to play or attend. Mm. And also in the USA, famously, women are not allowed to see former Vice President Mike Pence at dinner if they're on their own. Um, uh, Mike Pence is famously only allowed to eat alone with his wife. Um, so that's another thing. Um, <laughs> Mount Athos in Greece. No women are allowed there due to ancient rules of the Orthodox religion. Um, Okinoshima Island, Japan. Women are banned for the Shinto belief that menstrual blood is impure. That's a bit weird, because if if they're worried that it's impure, they should probably just get a new dealer or um, go straight to the source. Uh, man, what are you what are you trying to pull here? This stuff is half ketchup. Yeah. Um, women are also not allowed to see the high speed water slides at Galaxy Water Park of Bavaria, at least not from the point of view of riding in those slides, due to intimate injuries from whooshing water although this has not been medically confirmed apparently oh, so i'm disappointed this... I, was, I was thinking if they're not allowed to see it it might be because it was a men's only nudist slide yeah well uh, germans were a bit famous a bit for getting nude at all sorts of opportunities weren't they? Uh, I've, I've seen a few nude germans yes just hmm. just from walking around in germany and they they like a bit of whooshing water up their um, intimates. So uh, basically so far, uh, these two lyricists, Ron and Ken, uh, have been explaining to all women that they should not want a better life for themselves. I, th I think that's the central message. Pretty much. Um, I think it's, it's a theme song for the conservative religious right. I yes. Think. Yes. Um, yeah. And actually that... That was kind of what I was thinking when we were talking about what a woman's not supposed to see. So I was thinking, based on that, uh, a woman is probably not supposed to see an end to discrimination against women and girls, <laughs> an end to gender-based violence, um, a proper sharing of domestic responsibilities, <laughs> or full participation in leadership and decision-making. I think that's what a woman's not supposed to see in this song. Yes, that's well said. And if any woman uh, does uh, somehow earn this sort of fantastical lifestyle, uh, she must be a whore. I think that's what they're saying. Pretty much, yeah. I spent my life exploring the whoring that cost too much to be free. I spent my life exploring the subtle whoring. Yeah. <laughs> subtle whoring sounds like uh, the tiny hints we occasionally drop in this podcast to potential sponsors. You know, that we're completely open to selling out. Um, although we might have... Have we been too subtle, Dave? I think our whoring's a little bit too subtle. Right. Yeah. Yes. But as look, as we've said, I don't think if your whoring that you're exploring uh, leads you to drinking champagne on a yacht and consorting with kings, it's not very subtle whoring. Well, it gets results. Yeah. On the other hand, the next line is, uh, it's the subtle whoring that costs too much to be free. Oh, yes. So yes. If the whoring ding, that ding. You're yeah, if the whoring you're exploring is best described as not being free, uh, then I would say it's not subtle whoring, but it is cheap or cut price whoring. 
Nice. I was just going to say, you know, we need we need a bell or a buzzer um, for for these sort of um, lines that are that are seemingly smart, but are actually very stupid. Cost too much to be free. Yeah. Too black to be white. Too up to be down. Yeah. Stupid paper clips. Paper clips are almost free. They cost next to nothing. But even that's they cost too, too much, much to be to free. Be free. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Costing anything at all is too much to be free. Yep. Silly boys, Ron and Ken. So this has all been the uh, patriarchy at work, keeping women down, telling women not to dream big because they'll just end up as whores filled with regret. Um, and you have to love that the, uh, the complete version of this song has a spoken word bridge between uh, verses where Ron and Ken thought they needed to be extra condescending and stop all the distracting singing to more clearly mansplain the uh, song's message again. Hey, you know what paradise is? It's a lie. A fantasy we create about people and places as we'd like them to be. A fantasy we created about people and places. So apparently Nice and Monte Carlo don't actually exist. Well, the Isle of Greece doesn't exist. Well, that's true. <laughs> And and to be honest, uh, Nice and Monte Carlo uh, mostly just mean biscuits to me in the Yarnitz family assortment. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm pretty sure I was in Monte Carlo once, and it it seemed nice enough <laughs> oh. and real. It was real, pretty real. Yeah. But you know what truth is? It's that little baby you're holding, and it's that man you fought with this morning, the same one you're going to make love with tonight. That's true. But you know what truth is? It's that little baby you're holding. Yes, truth is the biological imperative, family duties, family values, obey the men. Don't play up girls, stay home, get married and have babies. That's it. That's yep. it. And truth is, it's that man you you fought with this morning, the same one you're going to make love to tonight. Whether you want to or not. Yeah, well, this calls back to the last episode where your your research indicated that fighting is sexy. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a oh, key right. technique to make a, a man fall in love with you. Yeah. So if you fought with him this morning, you're definitely going to make love to him tonight. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. There you go. Yeah. That's truth. That's love. Same universe again. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's truth. That's love. Yes. That's where uh, another poet, um, John Keats famously deduced that uh, beauty is truth, truth beauty. So the idea of a beautiful life of glamour, travel, adventure, that would be truth. Paradise would be truth. That's true. Even if there's some, some whoring to be done in its pursuit. <laughs> and then after this uh, spoken word bridge, we're now back into the uh, singing mode. I know, they uh, really ram it home in this verse, I think. I've been to crying for unborn children I've I've been to crying for unborn children that might have made me complete. Um, there's claims on the far right side of politics that this line is a pro-life, anti-abortion message, and I can see you could read it that way. Um, but equally, the children could also be unborn because they were never conceived at all. That's true. And it sounds like Charlene's not crying for the children themselves, but but more for the the sense of completeness they might have contributed to her life. Yeah, so. I, I think she's a very self-centred woman. I took the sweet life and never knew I'd be bitter from the sweet. It, interesting, though, it says she took the sweet life. I mean, she did work in a sweet store, so there's a grain of truth there. Hey, yeah. Hmm. Predicted her own future there. Maybe she'd already seen that future in one of her millions of past lives or something. There you go. Yep. And that leads into one of your lines that thinks it's clever but really isn't. I never knew I'd be bitter from the sweet. Ah, yeah, that's uh, that. That kind of gets away with it though, because there is, you know, the, uh, a regular double meaning for for bitterness and sweetness in in terms yeah. of both taste and. Yeah. Uh, uh, that that's, it gets away with it. Whereas just you know, about cost too much to be free is just. Instantly stupid. Yep. She doesn't understand pricing structure. Don't understand uh, maths at all, I don't think. No. Nope. Uh, if it's above zero, it costs something. 
and it's not free. Yeah. I came across an interesting perspective on this song uh, from a message board online. And I'd just like to read out what this lady, uh, Beulah, uh, from the USA, um, has written. Uh, she writes, My interpretation of this song is that the woman singing is Marilyn Monroe. The lyrics match her life. Uh, so we've got a weary heart that has lived a million lives, uh, refers to being an actress of many different character roles, uh, moved like Harlow. Um, Jean Harlow was um, another platinum, platinum blonde bombshell. Um, I've been undressed by kings, refers to the alleged affairs with JFK, Fidel Castro, etc. And I've seen some things that a woman ain't supposed to see, being the theory that Marilyn was murdered because she knew too much and was a threat to national security. Yes. So she's never been to her own self. Um, she's changed her name. She changed looks, um, even divorced her husband because producers wanted her to be unmarried and seemingly available. And there's unborn children, subtle whoring. So it's... Marilyn Monroe giving her advice to plain Janes who are more truly alive compared to the fantasy she lived. Yes, mm. interesting. Well well done, Beulah. I think um It seems to me she uh she lived her life like a candle in the wind. <laughs> she did, very much. Uh or or an English rose. Um Oh yes. You, if you want to be Diana instead. Well, she was, um, I guess, at yeah. some point undressed by a future king. Hey, that's true. What if like, it's all about Lady Diana? Yeah. There's a lot you could equally apply to Lady Diana. <laughs> she had ne never been to me because, you know, she was forced to, to be a different person in the, in, in, in the life of royalty that just um, never sat well with her. Oh, my yeah. God. It's totally Lady Diana. Yeah. And she did get, I think, you could say, quite bitter from the sweet. Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's a very good fit. I wish I'd thought of that earlier. I could have done more research to back it up. Yeah. Although I, possibly quite a lot of people would get upset if you referred to Princess Diana as a subtle whore. Uh, so. Yes. Yes. I have some... Um, I've, noted, I've noted some notable achievements of, of this song because they're so notable I noted them. Noted. It was, thank you, it was um, pretty big on its re-release and nowhere more so than right here in Australia where it went to number one in the charts and it's used as the opening song in the Aussie film Priscilla, Queen of the Desert where it's being mimed on stage by drag queens. Um, it's also made the soundtrack of Shrek 3. I'm not sure if I saw Shrek 3, but um, I'd be interested now to go and see this song and how it fits into Shrek 3 but yeah um, well maybe I won't bother and in a Simpsons episode uh, Homer laments uh, sadly that although he's been to space I've never been to me <laughs> some good achievements there um, and another post I saw in that message board uh, from uh, Christy in Beijing uh, she writes that um, a, a cover of this song was done by uh, a Tracy Huang from Taiwan who did it and it was a big success yeah I was quite surprised at how many different cover versions of this song there were including a, a version sung by men with a whole different set of lyrics oh I hadn't heard about that oh yeah um, in the male version it's sung from the point of view of like an old homeless guy who just wants uh, one cup of coffee before he dies and tells you about oh, his, his yeah, life. I think I did. I think I did read something about yeah. the Ron Miller did originally write this for a, for a men's thing and then rewrote it. You obviously thought that women need telling what to do far more than old men. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, uh, Christy from Beijing. Uh, just back to her. She uh, <clears throat> she notes that. Um, the uh, Taiwanese uh, Tracy uh, changed the lyrics a bit. Um, undressed by kings became by kings. caressed by kings, and subtle whoring became. I spent my life exploring the inner feeling. Um, so that the song was more acceptable in our culture. 
<laughs> I guess, yes, China, Taiwan. We're a bit more conservative. Yes. yes. But exploring her inner feelings is exactly what the woman in this song has supposedly spent a life avoiding. Yes. You could only say that only recently, as she's become sad about the life she's led, as she's yeah. started to explore her inner feeling. I mean, this this is a it is a truly awful song, but at least it's internally consistent. If you add that line to it, then it doesn't even make sense. Ron and Ken's lyrics are the children, man. You just can't mess with them. <laughs> Dustin the Turkey. Um, that's uh, that's an Irish comedy puppet who must be a rough equivalent to Triumph the Insult Comic Dog or our very own uh, cheeky agro puppet who was uh, widely believed to have been Australia's best visual gag to have its own radio show. Uh, which is funny to remember now. There's uh, a puppet character on radio. Uh, it doesn't really work, but it was a thing. Somehow it did work. Um, anyway, Dustin the Turkey did a parody of this song um, called I've Never Been to Meath, which is a county in Ireland. And the song basically lists off lots of Ireland's counties with uh, parochial uh, insult jokes uh, on each one. So that's that's nice. If your song work gets recognised by Dustin the Turkey, you've really made it. I think I'll be searching out that version after we finish this to get the taste of this song out of my mouth. Um, yeah, we spoke earlier about the um, uh, the fairy tale ending for Charlene uh, and this song. Um, but yeah, things did go sour again. Uh, apparently her follow-up single was very controversial. Uh, a song called Used to Be was a duet with um, Stevie Wonder, um, also written by Ron Miller again. Uh, but it was shunned or even banned from some radio stations for its contentious lyrics, including the lines, have another Shivas Regal, you're 12 years old and sex is legal. <laughs> That's, uh, that is controversial. Which, which one of them sang that line? Well... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I suppose it's bad either way. <laughs> I haven't dared look it up and listen to it. Maybe it's um, maybe it's been erased from existence. From history, yeah. Yeah, that's not, yeah, and, and Charlene is, is quoted as saying, oh, yeah, Ron was angry at the world and I didn't realise, I didn't put the dots together. Like, if you if you saw that written down, um, I'm pretty sure there's not too many dots to join. Um, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't sound good. And that's uh, Charlene's career sort of fizzled again, not surprisingly, <laughs> thereafter. So it was uh, probably back to the sweet shop yeah. for her. Back to the sweet yeah. life. Um, so so would you would you like to thank the sponsor this week, Dave? I was going to thank uh, Robot Vacuum Cleaners. Oh, have you got one? We've had a couple. Oh. Huh. It does a good job, and it's something quite satisfying to stand there and watch a robot do your cleaning for you. Well, I'd like to thank um, Google for, for all that they've um, given us. Um, uh, I think uh, I think it's sad that, that Google, uh, they... they come under a lot of suspicion from from users, from governments and the media. But um, I guess that's a symptom of their success uh, and a symptom of, of people's ignorance fueled paranoia about what computers may be able to do next. Um, you know, there's, I thank them for the, uh, the easy, easy to ignore text ads in their wonderful search engine. Um, it's good that you, when you can ignore advertising really easily. Um, I like the Google Chrome browser that quickly showed how crap Microsoft Explorer was. Um, Google Maps and Street View. I, I don't know where I'd be on many occasions without those. I'll tell you where um, I'd be. I'd be divorced. You'd be divorced? Oh, there's, it's often a sore point when people are trying to navigate to different places. And you, yep. and you had a really dodgy um, Aldi-purchased um, GPS, I seem to recall, oh, was, was your first GPS. That's a, that's true. I'd totally forgotten about that. But also, like, our car has its own GPS, but it was already out of date when we bought the uh, car. And yeah. they wanted to charge about $500 to update it. So yes, of course. Google Maps yeah. is... Both saved me five hundred dollars and my marriage. Good, 
Yes, yeah, I've I've got a GPS tucked in a uh, a pocket in the in the door of my car, where it will remain forever. Because uh, yeah, Google Maps it's um, it's it's got it all, except it won't tell you how fast you're going like the other GPS did. But also with Google, I'd, I'd like to thank them for their uh, amusingly crappy logo that's uh, only slightly less crap now that they've um, switched to a non-serif font without a drop shadow. Uh, but it's still, it's still just some endearingly crappy clown-colored lettering uh, instead of a proper logo. It's cute. Um, so thanks, Google. Great job. Google Translate, Google Drive Space, Google Webmail that's never been hacked. All great stuff. Has it really never been hacked? It's good to see a, a little company doing well, just by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Great for the little guys. Yeah. Don't know what people worry about. No. And let's take this last moment to give a shout out or just a friendly hi to some other podcasts like ours who are doing the Lord's work in holding pop music lyricists to account. One is What Did They Mean By That? Which is by a lovely couple of sisters in the USA who I've had the pleasure of being in touch with. Uh, and another is the similarly named Lost in the Lyrics podcast, which I note was around well before us here at Lyrics of the Lost. Uh, great minds. A couple of younger folk, this, this one, um, Claire and Elliot. Great to see more perspectives, more allies on this battlefront, each with their own focuses and formats. It's a rich tapestry. Lyric.